0: I'll pick up some more tomorrow. You don't have any more. I need some more two-by-fours. Cut some more trees. Glad y'all are here today. Let me get opened up here and we get started on our next show for the day. Welcome to Joseph's workshop. They meant to sign out and get opened up. And... uh We'll get moving here. All right, all right, okay. Here we go. All right, today's show, what we're going to do is be making a, now it looks like a birdhouse, but actually it's a planter. You put a little flower in here in a flower pot, and it's hanging on a post, and bird's going to think it's a bird nest, but it's really not. It's really something you put a flower in for a pot. So we're going to be making that today at the workshop, and glad you're here, and you'll be able to be able to learn a lot, but you know, hmm, now that I think of it, this reminds me of so much. <laughs> Let me just tell you a story about this. now where where do I start? I'll just start at the beginning. When I was growing up. My father always told me, he said, when you get ready to pick out a young lady to marry, don't pick her out. Let God pick her out. In fact, what you need to be doing right now, he told me, was start praying. And just say, Lord, one day I think I want to get married. And so I need you to send the right woman my way. And you say, to the Lord, you want a woman that's going to be holy? It's going to be righteous, going to be pure. You want a woman that's going to be obedient to the commands of the Lord. And you ask the Lord to send you that girl. Because you know what? He would say, Joseph, you know what? There's some girl out there somewhere that's going to be praying the same thing. She's going to be praying for a husband. And she's going to be saying, Lord, send me a husband that's holy and that's righteous and pure and obeys the commands of God. And so one day as you two people or whoever that girl is out there, as y'all are praying, God's going to work and it's going to move and it's going to bring the two of you together and you're going to know it. That's the right person. And you're going to get married and you're going to have children. So he said, always be praying that now at a young age. And so I did. And you know what? <laughs> I met her. And so I went to my father and said, Father, <laughs> I met the girl. She's holy. She's pure. She's righteous. She obeys the commands of God. And I want to marry her. And so, Father, you know what you need to do. You need to go and meet with her family. And let us get betrothed, engaged, signed those papers. And so he met with her parents a little bit. And then one day, the four of us got together, or six of us my parents, her parents. And me, I ain't even told you her name, have I? <laughs> her name is Mary. And so we all got together one day and had all the papers there. And see, it was a promise. It's what betroth means, a promise. A promise that she and I would be married one day. And my parents signed it. Her parents signed it. I signed it. And Mary signed it. And what it was saying was that I promise and she promises that a year from the signing of those papers, we'd have a wedding. Now, legally, when we signed that, we were married because it was a promise that we're going to make a home together. But we had to wait. (laughs) She's still going to live with her mom and dad. I'm still going to live with my mom and dad. But in the meantime, what we're going to be doing is getting ready. I'm being a carpenter. I knew how to build things. I knew I could take everything I had and and build us a house. And when the time came for the wedding, it'd be ready. And what she's going to be doing is saying, now, Joseph, you need to put the house over here, and you need to face it this way, and and, and I want this table over here, and I I want this window over here, and I know how that goes. (laughs) And so we're working at it. I mean, we're building, we're getting it ready, we're doing all these things. And then one day, she left. And so I went over to mom's and dad's and I said, where's Mary? And they said, well, she left early this morning. She said she needed to go see her cousin Elizabeth down in the hill country around Jerusalem. See, we lived in Nazareth, that was about 90 miles away. And I knew it'd take probably, well, about a week to get there. Stay about a week, visit with a cousin, and then about a week to get back. So she'd probably be back in about three weeks. So no problem. No that's all right. And so I just kept working, I kept staying busy. I kept doing all the things I needed to do, building her house, getting her ready, and and waiting on her to get back, waiting on her to get back. Well, three weeks came and went, no no Mary. And so I went back to parents. Well, we hadn't fur from her. When's she coming back? I don't know. Do you know what? <laughs> She's gone three months. And uh, I couldn't imagine why she'd gone so long. And, and I thought, well, you know, what's happened here? What's going on? And she finally came back there for three months. And I knew it. She came over the house. And boy, I was so excited to see her. And she was so excited to see me. And and she said, Joseph, we got to talk. There's something I really need to tell you. I said, oh, something's happened to Elizabeth, Zachariah. And I, you know what? It didn't sound good. And I said, well, come here and let's sit down. And, and I cleared off the the bench and, and uh she sat down and and she said joseph i need to tell you something i said well i know you do i said that's what you said so just take your seat here and and uh let's just find out what you need to tell me she said joseph i'm pregnant I jumped up from there said what there's no way I said we're not married I said yeah legally we are but we hadn't had the wedding we're not moved in together we're not you can't be. There's no way. It's impossible. Totally impossible. I mean, I'm, You know, how are you supposed to react? She said, "Just sit down. Just listen to me." I said, "All right." Sat back down with her, and she said, "Here's the deal. I met an angel. Yeah, an angel. Yeah, all right. So, so is this guy. So he's he's much better looking than me. So what you mean by an angel? Was it bigger than me? More powerful than me? You know, what what do you mean? You met an angel?" That's a good way to describe somebody. That's a good way to describe some man. He, he, he's just the man you always thought of. And she said, no, just, just sit down, Joseph. Let me finish the story. Sit <sighs> down by her and said, the angel's name was Gabriel. Gabriel? <laughs> Gabriel's no angel. I know Gabriel. He lives down by the lake, and, and he's no angel. No angel whatsoever. What do you mean? You come in here. She said, just sit down. Let me explain it to you. I said, you got some real explaining to do. You've been gone three months. He said he made an angel, and his name is Gabriel. So finish the story. So she said, well, it's like this. Angel Gabriel came to see me. I know, I got that. And he said, greetings. You're highly favored by God. I said, yeah, right. What, what a good line. That's that's a good line, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what Gabriel said, yeah. And she said, I, I was scared. I, I was questioning, I couldn't understand what he was trying to do and say. And, and so she, Gabriel said, don't be afraid. You found favor in God's eyes. God has looked for a young lady across Israel that's holy, that's pure, that is reverent, and that is obedient to God. And Mary, you're that one that God has chosen. See, Mary, you're going to have a baby. You're going to have a child. You're going to have a son. And she said, to Joseph, I stopped him right there. I said, I'm not married yet. There will come a day that I'll get married, then I'll have children. She said, that's in the future. That's somewhere down the road. But right now, she said, I'm not married. I can't have children. And he said, no. (laughs) said, it's going to be the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The Lord is going to overshadow you. And the one that's going to be born to you is conceived of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be God's son. It's going to be the anointed one. It's going to come through the house of David. And of his kingdom, it'll never end. And she said, Gabriel said, we're going to name the son Jesus. Well, (laughs) it's a great story, Mary. But I, it's just hard to believe it. I just, <laughs> it just seems impossible. And she said, you know what? God told me nothing is impossible with Him. I said, right now, Mary, it's really impossible for me to believe this story. I mean, it's just it just sounds untrue. I want to believe you. I know you're holy, you're righteous, you're pure or you were, (laughs) and you want to obey God. That's how we met in the first place. But it's just so hard to believe this story, Mary. So I told her, I said, you know, I have the legal right to bring you before the rulers of Nazareth, tell them this story that you're committed adultery on me, and I have the legal right have you stoned to death for adultery, Mary. You know that, don't you? But I said, I don't want to do that. I love you. I care about you. I had our future all planned out. But that's gone now. So what I'll do, Mary, is just this. I'll just divorce you quietly. I go to my parents. I'll say, look, it's not working out between me and Mary. I want to tear up the betrothal and I'll go to your parents. I'll I'll do it. I'll go to your parents. Say, it's just not working out. I'll tear up the betrothal. We're not going to make it. We're not good for each other. I'll, I'll just tell them whatever I need to tell them. And I'll let you go your way. And I'll go my way. Cause I just can't do this. And I just sat back down by her and I said, you know, <laughs> I, I just really want to believe you. And, I'm trying to, but I can't. And so she went home, and and I got in the home, my house. And that night I went to bed. (laughs) Boy, did things change that night. See, I had a dream. And the angel of the Lord came to me. And he said, don't be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife. The one that she's conceived is the Holy One, the Anointed One. She's conceived the Holy Spirit through God. And the baby she's going to have is going to be a son. And you're to give him the name Jesus because he'll rescue his people from from sin. And so don't be afraid, uh, Joseph. The one that she's conceived is through the throne and the reign of David. And you know what, Joseph? (laughs) That's your ancestry. You're a direct descendant of the David. And because of that, it's going to be your son on an earthly sense to become that king like David, that eternal king. So, Joseph, don't be afraid. Take her home with you to be your wife. I woke up the next morning and understood what she was trying to say, that everything she was trying to tell me yesterday was, was true. And I wanted to believe her, but I couldn't believe her. So that night, last night, God convinced me I need to believe Mary because what she was saying was actually true. And so I got up and went on over to Mary's house, told her what had happened. I said, Mary, come on home. This is true, what you said. We are going to be married. And you are going to have the child. And you're going to have a son the Anointed One, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And we're going to get through this. And so she came home with me. End of story. For now. (laughs) Because see, here's how God works. Sometimes God works in our lives that's very logical, very easy to understand what God's trying to say. I mean, it seems reasonable to us. Oh, God, you want me to do this? You want me to do that? Okay, I can understand that. I got that. I I, I can do that. Very simple, very easy for me. But sometimes God doesn't work real logical. Sometimes God doesn't work real reasonable as far as we're concerned. God works in bigger ways than we can even imagine. And so what we have to do is always be attentive to what God is saying always be listening to what God is trying to tell us so that we understand what he wants us to do and then we have a choice to make. We can either obey God or disobey God. We can do it his way or we can do it our way. See, that was the story of Joseph. Joseph was being told by Mary, here's what God said. But it didn't seem reasonable and it didn't seem logical to him. And so he said, I got a choice. We can either do it. God's way or we can do it my way. And when Mary told him the story, his reaction then was, I'm going to do it my way. We're just going to get divorced. You go your way and I'll go my way. This is too illogical, too unreasonable, and I can't accept it if that's what God is saying to you. He hadn't said it to me, Mary. He said it to you. But after God spoke to him in that dream that night, after God revealed to him the truth what Mary, Mary was trying to say, He understood it still doesn't seem reasonable, still doesn't seem logical, but I'm going to be obedient to God, period. Not if, not because, not when, not maybe, not I hope so, but I'm just going to do what God tells me to do. And so you and I all have that choice today. Every day of our life when God reveals himself to us in such a way that he says, here's what I want you to do. We can now make the choice, I'm going to obey what you want me to do, or I'm not. I'm going to walk away from what you're saying and go do whatever it is I'm going to do. You see how often we have that choice? Do you see how many times we make that choice in our life? How many times this past week do you think we had that choice to do something God's way or do something our way? One time, two times, 10, 50, 100, who knows? Go back over your week and just see. We had a choice. God's way, my way. Hmm. What's it going to be? And then what do we always choose? One or the other sometimes, huh? Sometimes we do choose God's way, don't we? Okay, God. I don't always understand. I don't always know what you're trying to do here. But okay, I'll do it your way. I'll be obedient to you, period. But sometimes I "No, God, (laughs) I'm walking away from this. I don't get it, don't understand it, so I can't do it. So we miss out on God's blessings. We simply miss out on God's will. We miss out on God's ways because we try to do it our way. And then somewhere along the way, we're trying to live live life our way and we can get burned out, maybe even burned up (laughs) or burned down, whatever word you want to use. In other words, stressed out anxiety, worry, and all that, because we're trying to live life our way. And God didn't design us to do that. God designed us to live life His way, be obedient to His will, so that when problems come, trials come, tribulations come, whatever it may be, we can say, Lord, I want what you want. What do you want, Lord? And He shows us and He gives us strength, gives us encouragement, walks us through it, gives us what we need, power of the Holy Spirit living in us, because see, if we're born again, if we're saved, the Holy Spirit lives in us. He is then our power, our guide, the one leading us, the one teaching us, one walking us through whatever it is we're walking through, giving us what we need every step of the way. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. But we have to be saved first. We have to be born again first before we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And then we can say, Lord, I need you to give me power. I need you to give me strength. I need you to give me encouragement. I need you to give me guidance and teach me. Show me something here, God. I'm struggling with this. I'm hurting with that. I'm dealing with this. <laughs> you know how weak and our life goes, don't you? And that's where the Holy Spirit shows us something. It's where the Holy Spirit teaches us something. It's where the Holy Spirit strengthens us and encourages us. And simply, sometimes, does like He did with Joseph. That night in a dream, Joseph heard Him. That night in the dream, Joseph understood Him. That night in the dream, Joseph had to go back and say, Mary, <laughs> you're right. I get it now. I want to be obedient to God too, just like you were. Because you told the Holy Spirit, you told the angel that day, told Gabriel that day, may it be to me as God wants. I'm just the Lord's servant. Are we the Lord's servant today? Would we say... Lord, whatever you want, come Monday, whatever you want, that's what I want, that's what I'll do. Tuesday, Lord, I'm just your servant. Wednesday, I'm just your servant. And day by day, we're just saying, Lord, I'm just your servant. Whatever you want, that's what I want. I want your will, not mine. Do we live like that? Again, it starts by being saved, born again, Holy Spirit living in us. And just day by day, denying self, taking up our cross, And following Jesus. Are we doing that today? Or do we need to start today?